Welcome back to the coffee shop, everybody. It's your boys, Zach and Kevin, here for another episode of episode. I say it every time. <laughs> episode of Coffee Shop Sports here. How are you doing on this Thursday morning, Kev? Dude, I'm doing phenomenal, man. Absolutely exhausted. Uh, this is an early morning in the coffee shop. Uh, less than ideal for me. You know me. I'm a, I'm a big like sleep till Late 11 or, or noon guy. But, you know, we're, we're in this, man. We're here. So we're making the most of it. I love it, man. Well, I'm happy to be here. I feel like 9 a.m. is not that early over eyes for me. But it can get it can get rough from time to time. So I feel you. You're exposing me, man. That's that is definitely it doesn't sound that early when you say it like that. <laughs> no, it does not. Um, but you know the best part about uh, it's it's November 2nd here as we're recording. You're going to be listening to this on November 3rd, but that means it's a little chillier outside. Not really in L.A. It's been like 80 the last three days. But my my office here in the morning is no longer balls hot. So I don't have to have a fan on. I can just enjoy my day, our podcast, without having to, like, sweat my pits off. And I imagine you're feeling the same way. Dude, it's actually perfect, man. You've been in the, the studio that I use for the podcast. Your and, studio um, is brutal. There's no weather insulation whatsoever. So whatever the uh, elements are outside is what this room feels like. So I'm actually chilly, too. I got the North Face on. So... You already know I'm in the same boat as you, brother. It's nice. It's we, we need to enjoy this like one month period of time before it's unbearably cold in these environments. And then it's just going to be you're going to see me with a winter hat and mittens and I'm going to have hand warmers and you're going to see my breath. We live in the valley. It's never unbearably cold. I can't get on that train. For me, unbearably cold doesn't happen in L.A. unless you're by the by the ocean. I've like if, if you're by the ocean, that's bone chilling. But yeah. out here, I'm like pants and a hoodie tops. Like no. you ain't never gonna see me with gloves on in the city of Los Angeles. I've softened, brother. I used to say yeah. that too. I've been here for you're five years, man. I'm Buffalo, man. I know I'm you weak. You I, got, I, you, I, you I blood bring shame to my people. Yeah, and that's honestly, I really do. Well, staying on brand here, our first sip to the day is not sports related. But it's right. an important question for this it time is. of the year. And it's actually come up in my household in the last couple of days. Oh, thank so God, because I, I need answers. It. I really need answers, Zach. It's, it's, I'm very confused. So November 1st, Mariah Carey's breaking out the ice. You can hear her singing the Christmas music. <laughs> Halloween's over. Does November 1st start the Christmas season for you or not? Yeah, I'm so glad that you you posed it to me first. So if we're on differing sides, I can, you know, make a case. I can establish my footing before you come in with a haymaker. Um, I'm going to go with no, personally. I'm very much not a fan. I feel like this is a newer trend, this whole, oh, the minute Halloween ends, Christmas starts. I, I don't like it. I, I hear it. I, I It's everywhere. It's all over. It's the, the podcasts I listened to, they were playing Jingle Bells on the Fantasy Footballers, Zach. Um, yeah, I, it's a little early for me, man. I feel like Christmas season starts when Thanksgiving ends. And I feel like that's always been the case. And I brought it up with Brian McFadden this morning at a meeting and he said, this is capitalism at its finest. And I tend to agree with Brian. I think people are just trying to, the, the earlier you can get people to start thinking about the buying mindset, the better for capitalism. So I'm inclined to say, Personally, for myself, and I'd like to see this trend moving forward, but I'd like to see us stronger than that. You know, we're absolutely undercutting the greatness of Thanksgiving. We're undercutting 
the greatness of fall. We're skipping right to winter, man. I, I can't have it personally. I'm on board with you on this one. Let's go. Um, Let's go. I, I've uh, no matter what, really, the holiday is. I never like celebrating it more than 30 to 31 days out. Like a month before is fine with me. And I, I don't mind really people celebrating super early. Um, early November, I'm fine if people want to start getting the Christmas lights up, get the ball rolling. It's cool with me. It's not really my cup of tea, but I'm not going to fault someone for wanting to get in the Christmas spirit. But what does piss me off is when I'm on December 10th, I'm like, okay, let me go buy some Christmas decorations. And the stores are empty. When it's, mm. there's nothing there, and that that's happened to me here more than anything else. I'll go, and I'm like, oh, let's let's get some ornaments or Christmas decorations. And I go to Target, and it's bone dry. Uh, it's yeah. December 10th, and they're like, oh, well, we started selling this stuff October. So, like, there's nothing left now. I don't want to go buy Christmas decorations in October. I don't want to <laughs> do it. And I, I hate that it's out there. I hate I hate walking by a store shelf on October 30th and seeing a little Santa Claus. I'm like, get this out of my face. It's not that time. Dude. I agree. I really agree. And but I'm big on like not yucking others' yums, but like it's too soon. It's like it's like small caveat. I don't mind if you want to start listening to some Christmas music on November first. Get in the mood. That's cool. You're not you're not infringing on anybody else here. You're just listening to your music. Maybe you're throwing up lights inside, bringing the stuff out from the shed. Whatever. You're you're prepping. You're getting for it. But I also still like Thanksgiving. And Me too. I'm always a big, like, I don't celebrate holidays for any, I don't feel like I celebrate any holiday for, like, the reason the holiday exists. You know, like, I'm not here for Christmas for religious reasons. I'm not here yeah. for Easter for religious reasons. Yeah. But I got eggs and I got yeah. Christmas presents. Right. And that's the same thing with Thanksgiving. I do not care how Thanksgiving came to be about. I'm making my pumpkin pie, I'm eating my turkey, and I'm hanging out with my, and Thanksgiving football, that is yeah, the holiday. It's the best part, 100%, yeah. So, so I'm not skipping it. We're, we're on lockstep, and I appreciate that, man, because, you know, when we're, I feel like when we're united, we're stronger, um, but this just is just tough because it's like, I do see the value, because Christmas is awesome, and it makes a lot of people really happy. Um, my favorite holiday. It's a great holiday. Bar it's my none. favorite holiday. Look, it's it's. This is gonna sound weird, but like I don't know. Do you do you get that weird that little melancholic feeling around holiday times? Like, does it bring a little bit of melancholy for you? It does for me. It does sometimes. I mean, I do miss being with my family for a lot of yeah. It. Um, luckily, I I am able to see my family so much that That's nice. it eases it, and we'll be going out for Christmas this year, Love back that. to see them, and with my girlfriend's family for Thanksgiving. So I get my fair share, and. By the end of the week, not so much, but sometimes, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're yeah. always going to miss that like first couple of years of a kid in Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always going to feel like that. Yeah. You get that a little bit of feeling, but you know, it's still, I mean, sh you, it, the worst Christmas is better than most holidays, honestly. So, uh, I think that about wraps up our conversation. I'm glad we're in lockstep. I'm going to want to hear from our listeners and from the people who are subscribing to our YouTube channel, what they think. And if we're crazy, I personally think. I'm hoping we're in the major uh, majority. I'm hoping we're in the majority here, but I, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm hearing a lot of chatter that that it's Christmas season and people, it's a little people like starting in November first. And like I said, I'm I'm a little torn on it. But give us a date. When do you start celebrating Christmas? For me, it's a month before. Right after Thanksgiving is fine. After yeah. Black Friday, I'm I I think I'm thinking of Christmas on Black Friday easily. Yeah. yeah. So like you then, have to right. I'm in. I'm ready. Yeah, cheap yeah, presents. I'm ready to go. I I'm think in for that. 
the way that people have started treating Halloween as this signifier to end, you know, the pre-Christmas times, I'm, I think of Thanksgiving as that day, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my philosophy. Well, let's wrap this up. We got some analysis to get to here, everybody. Um, it's it's mid season. We're in the thick of things. You're you're climbing out of a, a rut in your leagues. If you're like me, if you're like Kevin, you're sitting on the top of the tables thinking about playoffs. Not in a league together, of course. Not yet. Not um, yet. Travesty. Actual travesty. But regardless of where you are, you got moves to make. You're either prepping for a playoff run. You're trying to get into that playoff run. Maybe you're dealing with some serious injuries. So we've we've got a little segment coming ahead that we're gonna talk about maybe some trends that we're seeing um players who are gonna who are on a run that maybe are gonna burn the pot a little here soon or maybe some fresh brews that are gonna keep on going and i don't want to hear you i want to hear your thoughts on these guys this is a little trending and ending so these are some players that have had um either a serious good spell or a serious bad spell and i want you to tell me whether or not you think they are going to continue trending or if it's ending. And let's start off with your boy, Jameer Gibbs of the Lion. He's yeah. been the RB1 over the last two weeks, I believe. Been just on a tear with David Montgomery out. Lions are clearly in the playoff picture. Um, what are your thoughts on Jameer Gibbs? Can he keep this up? Yeah, man, this hurts me to have to start with this because uh, I love Jameer Gibbs. And I said, if you recall, on our Trade 4 episode, go buy Jameer Gibbs now. I didn't forecast a Montgomery injury, so I kind of assumed that we would just see the, this utilization uptick naturally. Alas, that wasn't to be. So this uptick is great, and it's welcome, and it's even, I'd say, borderline forecasted or predicted. But the circumstances are kind of clouding it a little bit for me. Um, I don't think that I feel strongly enough about Montgomery's talent that I will say ending outright but I don't feel confident enough in the lion's brass to continue this utilization to say trending. It hurts. I'm kind of in limbo here. If I had to, if I was leaning, like I'm, I, we, I talk a lot about like, you know, uh, drums or flats. Right. And in a lot of the debates, right, Zach, you and I are very opinionated people in a lot of the debates. I have a very firm camp. I'm like, I'm, I'm minimum 70% in this camp for these reasons. Drums and flats, I'm 50.1 to 49.9, and I'm in favor of flats. I'll need your answer on that in a second. But, sir, that is my case with Jameer Gibbs, and I will say the trending is the is the heavier one just because the talent is just so apparent. He just oozes with talent. We saw it on primetime the other night. That touchdown run was just a thing of beauty. And I had a parlay on his receptions, so every uh, carry he got, I was like, dude, He's just going to keep getting too close to the end zone to get another catch. And he did end up cashing, but it was, he made me sweat it out because of how many freaking yards he gets every time he touches the ball. He's an incredible football player. Yeah. He's been one of my favorite prop bets the last two weeks because his receiving yards line was so low. I mean, he's, he's a two catch. You're hitting 40 yards type of guy. Yeah. I'm leaning with you. I do think it's, I do think he's trending, you know, like I, I want Jameer Gibbs on my team right now. I want David Montgomery on my team right now. I went out last night, made a trade for him, as you know, um, sent Calvin Ridley and Damian Pierce for him. Hurt to lose Calvin Ridley because I love him so much. But you did the right thing. I do think both of these backs are going to be involved in an absolute like blowout game 
we saw Craig Reynolds get 13 carries, almost 80 yards, another catch, and that's with Jameer Gibbs' massive game. Obviously, yeah. they're probably not going to be running for like 200 yards every single game. That was crazy. They have the second easiest schedule adjusted strength of schedule for the rest of the season. After their bye, they get the Chargers, who are 20th against the run, and then Chicago, Green Bay, Chicago, Denver again. The only matchup in there being bad is New Orleans in Week 13. They're, those are all bottom four rush defenses. I think the Lions are going to be able to win a lot of these games, and I think both of these backs are going to be heavily involved. I think it is ending that either of these guys are going to be getting 30 carries. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I agree. I think that that ship has sailed for David Montgomery that we saw at the beginning of the season because you can't put the cat in the bag with Jameer Gibbs. He's too talented. Yeah. The coaching staff obviously drafted him to see this, and I, he's he's showing them exactly what they wanted. Mm -hmm. I do think he'll keep a lock on the receiving game. I think he's a lock for at least 10 touches a game. I, I imagine they'll get him up to the 15 to 20 mark, but I think David Montgomery is the same way. I think the number one back part of Jameer Gibbs will be ending. We'll bring that up a little later uh, yep. in another segment. Um, but I'm not panicking. I'm not. I'm not moving because David Montgomery is going to be back. Yeah, I completely agree, man. That is exactly why I can't say for sure, definitively, any more than fifty point one percent that it's a trend because I we saw what Monty is. I mean, the same way you know, there's a lot of like vitriol towards the Lions coaching staff about their utilization of Gibbs through the early part of the season. And it's like, but, but you can't knock him though. It worked. Montgomery was an animal and he still will be, he'll, he will come back and be great because he is great. He's just different than Gibbs. He's more of a battering ram. I'm happy to see you there because I remember yeah. at the beginning of the season, you, you were not in on David Montgomery's talent and I, uh, as much, as much, I, I, I yeah, drafted yeah. him in a dino. I like I mean, him. You said he was trash, but we're... I don't think so. That's cat. <laughs> but no, but I did. I was lower on the bears. He was pretty trash, but give him a good offensive moments. line and he's, he's very yeah. useful. Let's yeah. move on to the next one. Um, I'm going to bounce to a wide receiver here because we have a couple running backs on this list Sweet. and let's go with Indianapolis Colts, new rookie star, Josh Downs, um, also been on a bit of a tear lately. Three straight games with at least 10 fantasy points. Kind of a PPR guy. One touchdown in that span. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Josh Downs? I think I, I want you to kick this one off, man. This is your guy. You, you've been you've been talking about Downs all season. I do love Josh Downs. Um, his reception perception profile coming out of college was stellar. He's just a natural separator. Um, 5'9", 171. He's a smaller guy, a bit of a burner. Um, kind of stuck, not stuck, but slotted into that slot role, if not a downfield receiver. And man, he's just been so good. Everything we've seen from him on the year, his reception perception profile has held up. He's not just like a pop gun slot type of guy. He's running real routes. He's running them good. Um, the Colts needed someone outside of Michael Pittman. They had no one else there. Alec Pierce is, is a good deep threat, but he's not going to be a number two. And I think Josh Downs is a perfect fit for that role. If Anthony Richardson was coming back, I would be a little more hesitant just because they don't pass the ball as much with Richardson. Still super high pace of play, um, but he he was liking to throw the field, throw the ball down the field a little more than we've seen of Gardner Minshew. Um, I think with Minshew, Josh Downs will continue to be on a, at least a usable tear. I don't think he's going to get, I'm sorry, four games of the last weeks. He's had at least 10 fantasy points. 
I think he'll calm down a little. Um, obviously, you have two touchdowns in those four games. He doesn't necessarily profile as the biggest touchdown threat. There is something to be said with good route runners in the end zone of just being able to create separation. But him and Gardner have just shown some chemistry. You got to be aware that his bye is coming up in week 11, so you're going to miss him a week there. But he just seems to be a lock for 5 to 10 targets a game. Um, they're throwing the ball just a ton. Their pace of play is insane. So there's there's enough to go around, and there's no one else that's going to take over for him. Like Outside of Michael Pittman, Josh Downs is the only one there that's a viable receiver, so he's going to get his games. He's going to have his 5 for 35 games where you're going to be a little disappointed, but he's kind of proven to almost be matchup proof. I like it. I think he's a great wide receiver three. I'm not really pushing him any higher than that, but I do think he's a really good wide receiver three by week fill-in flex player the rest of the season. I think that you are so spot on, my good sir. I will just throw in, uh, you know, that, yes, three out of the next four matchups on Sleeper are green-colored matchups. We have Patriots, Bucks, and Titans uh, after this one week against Carolina, which personally I'm not really afraid of Carolina. I know they technically profile as a team that's good against the pass, but – I'm, I think they're know. good against the pass because not because they're necessarily great against the pass, but more because they're they slow the game down so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a real question this week who's whose pace wins there because either Carolina can slow the game down or the Colts are gonna speed the game up. I would love to see Bryce Young play in a game where he has to keep up, rip the ball down the field. They don't slow the game down with That'd the be play fun. calling. I'm hoping yeah. that happens. I would like to see a little bit of that. That'd be great for Adam uh, Thielen. Yeah. So I'm watching that game pretty closely this week, actually. I, I I think you're the only person on the planet who will be watching that game closely, but um, other than the fans of the respective teams. I guess, like I said, I'll go with trending because of the the, the green and because of Gardner, but I guess I will turn this into a quick question to you as the uh, resident uh, dynasty um, fanboy, is he a sell given we know Richardson's coming back and Richardson does not hyper-target receivers the same way that Gardner does? No, I think he's a buy in dynasty. Um, I'd be looking to go get him now, preferably. I do think there's a range of outcomes where he is a consistent wide receiver 2-3 in his career. I think those players are heavily underrated. I mean, you're seeing that this year with Jacoby Myers. It was like no mm. one no one wants at the end of every year in Dynasty, no one wants a Jacoby Myers. Everybody wants to sell him for a second round pick, and then the next year he's wide receiver 20 and he's yeah. super useful. I, I really could see like that type of career for Josh Downs. Um obviously if Anthony Richardson I expect him to improve as a passer. I don't think his rookie year is what we're just gonna get. Coming off the shoulder surgery, he'll have a full another offseason. Uh, it doesn't worry me. I think he's still a good quarterback with a possible great future. And you just want to tie assets to that. I, I don't really care that he didn't hyper-target him in his first couple games. I mm -hmm. think they can grow together. Josh Downs would definitely be someone I'm targeting in Dynasty. All right, good stuff. I love it. All right, next player. We're going to go back to another running back here. Um, previous Dynasty running back one, kind of the the guy uh out for a, a portion of this year off of a suspension correct was he was jonathan taylor suspended i'm, I'm like blanking i think he no he was, oh, he, he was he was on, on the pup, pup list yeah 
all the trade stuff my bad yeah oh it was bad no the trade stuff was bad it was very ugly yeah so missed the four, first four games comes back signs a massive deal wins the rb market since then his first week back obviously three points nine points and then cleveland and new orleans he's at 19 and 20 points mm. so he's seeing he saw over 50 percent snap share for the first time in those two weeks 50 percent against cleveland 61 percent against new orleans obviously we both know zach moss has been killing it he's the rb4 on the year Insane. just a ridiculous turn of events there Insane. Um, he saw the first time under 50 percent snaps last week against new orleans still finished as the rb14 because he got 66 yards and a touchdown um but you're starting to see the changing of the guard what are your thoughts on jonathan taylor rest of season yeah apparently we just love our colts on this show um you know because i'm looking i was like oh let me look at uh taylor's game log and and you know i'm seeing that same slate i'm seeing that same you know a lot of green i the bucks and the titans are a little better against the run than it looks like um they were against the pass so that's pretty interesting but uh yeah we're looking at uh in my league settings we're looking at four points nine points 20 points and 11 points rb38 rb24 rb7 rb21 so Definitely trending in the right direction. Um, I'm inclined to, it, it, this is kind of similar to the um, Gibbs one, where it's like, I don't think Moss is going away. And that's kind of the big issue. His, I think Taylor's ceiling is just capped. Um, you know, and it's tough because I want to say trending, but I'm just so afraid of that weekly, you know, 10 rushes for seemingly 60 plus yards and a touchdown that Zach Moss is going to be vulturing every week. And we say vulturing in fantasy, like it's a bad thing, but Zach Moss earned those touches and he continues to earn those touches. So um, I guess I won't plant my flag on either side, but I, if I had to, again, if I had to pick a lean, I'd pick, I, it, it's another same situation. It's like talent is going to win out. I feel like, cause I want to say ending, but then hearing those words come out of my mouth, it's like, I want to catch them before they're out in the ether where, you know, this guy is, we know his talent. We know he's a top five talent in the NFL at the running back position. He might be top three. So yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult conversation But Zach. Please help me make sense of it. Yeah. I think I'm on the trending side. Um, watching Zach Moss's right? snap shares go down and, and listen, they, they have to justify breaking the RB market. You know, they, they yeah. did what no other team has done, and they re-signed a guy for multiple years on a fat contract. You you can't continue to give Zach Moss the ball more than him. It's just you you can't as an organization. Taylor's a better talent. Yeah. Um, this team is running a ton of plays, so it's going to be there around. The next two weeks should be really great for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Carolina's terrible matchup against running backs if your name is not Damian Pierce. And <laughs> New England, kind of the same thing. Then you got to buy, and then, like you said, a brutal playoff stretch. I think maybe you can spin that into going and acquiring Jonathan Taylor if people are worried. I still think he has that top top 10 upside pretty easily. Yeah. Um, with, with a top five ceiling. I mean, he's catching the ball a lot with Gardner Minshew. Five receptions, three receptions, then one. He's a good pass catcher. This team's going to be in a lot of games. Their defense isn't great. I'm not I'm not really worried. I think he finishes I think he'll end the season from when he came back on as a top ten running back and I, I think that'll stay. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. As hard as it like like I said, it's it, it takes a it takes a gut check 
to uh, look Zach Moss, which who would have thought? I mean, dude, I've I when watching him in Buffalo, I thought he was the, one of the worst talents I've ever seen ever. Um, yeah. Let alone, you know, it, but he ended up he ended up being a stud. He, he's got a lot of talent. He's 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 not particularly fast. He is a bit of a bruiser, but I think maybe his I mean, he's ripped off some he wicked has. long runs this year. I think his skill is is he's finally using his vision that he was touted for when he came into the NFL, and also, um, you know those running backs that they say get better as the game goes on. I think Zach Moss is one of those players. He's kind of like a battering ram kind of player, like a war of attrition kind of player. Like they'll get tired before he will, sort of he's player. Kind of like the B, B version of Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He, they're almost similar in the way that, like, um, honestly, Jonathan Taylor's like a better athlete, better More player, lucid, but yeah. they kind of are similar. Yeah, I, I've grown to really respect Zach Moss's game. I, I, I actually had a party the day he was traded, so I remember L for me. We both wrote about it. Yeah, honestly, L for me. I mean, and now Buffalo looks like they could use this version of Zach yeah, Moss running right? behind that on that team right now. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, who who would have thought we would. You know, who would have thought Naheem Hines would get hit by a jet ski and miss the season? Life's weird. That's crazy. NFL's weird. I forgot about that. Tragic. Right, let's let's move to Buffalo then. Um, and I'll let you start on this one. Don Kincaid with um, party time. Yeah, with the tight end injuries there. <laughs> with why am I forgetting the t- other tight end's name? Dawson Knox. He's already out of my brain. That's how much I love Dalton Kincaid. I, He's, I, I forgot about him already. I know. Um, I'm proud to see you here, man. You Welcome. I've been yeah, waiting listen, for you. I've got the streamers. You, I got the... You know, at the beginning of the year, I didn't think Dalton Kincaid was going to be a top top tight end. And I looked like a genius for the first couple of weeks. And you did. Because, listen, Dawson, well, not, not a genius. Kincaid was still decently okay. Decently um, okay is a good way to put it. <laughs> No, he was bad. Not a single game over seven points. Take it back. But yeah. an injury to Dawson Knox changes all because that was my holdup. They were playing 50-50. Um, they, I don't think Knox was coming off of field for a team that needed his blocking capabilities. But Kincaid's, I mean, Knox is gone now. He's going to be out for at least, what, four to six weeks, maybe yeah. longer. Yeah. Since he's been gone, Kincaid took on a 61% snap share and then 84% snap share against Tampa Bay, who is pretty decent against tight ends doesn't allow a lot of touchdowns he snagged one and coming up he's got cincinnati denver jets philly all bottom tier against tight ends what are your thoughts on don kincaid yeah man i mean i think we all know my answer to this like i think the only question is just how emphatically am i gonna make this point but obviously it's a trend um i've been saying that he had the potential to fill in that um, missing Cole Beasley role for the Bills. And my goodness, has it seemed like he's turned that corner. He's recognizing those soft spots in the zone. He's sitting down comfortably where he knows Josh Allen can get him the ball. Um, he's presenting himself in a way that is so beautiful. If you watch the tape, if you watch the All-22 on his um, touchdown reception against Tampa, it's a scramble drill. And he identifies that Josh Allen is in trouble and he – maneuvers his way through a, a field of, of Buccaneers and puts himself in position to catch the ball. And what I'm hearing the most love in Kincaid with is outside of all his hands, which he's caught, I think, 25 of 27 targets on a year or something absurd like that. His catch percentage is stupid. He's got this insane smoothness to his both his route running and his after the catch where 
it does it, it's so mechanical it doesn't look like anything's stopping like he'll he'll reach back for the ball and and he's not not focused on the ball but he's still moving and he's it's so fluid he, he's almost like if you took shady mccoy's um fluidity and put it in a tall white dude like that's dalton kincaid it's it's really something special to watch so i i'm hammering the you know kincaid hype train i'm i'm i've been the conductor i got my hat i got my my train I, what do they call those things i got my whistle and i'm i'm just uh you know full steam ahead on dalton kincaid for me oh yeah i mean listen so last week dalton kincaid ran around on 63 percent of dropbacks while playing 61 percent of snaps that was week seven week eight he ran around on 85 percent of dropbacks while playing 84 percent of snaps without knocks I mean, listen he's out there all the time they're getting him engaged buffalo i mean we've talked about this so many times they desperately needed a number two option in that passing game other than gabe davis yeah. gabe davis had a great game last week he will continue to have those every once in a while yeah um he is a boom bust deep threat yeah. but they need someone else i think kincaid can be that guy i'm gonna give you three names I got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta. End of list. Only three names I could think of that I want over Dalton Kincaid rest of yeah. season. He's yeah. he's probably gonna slot in at four for me there. I like um, it. You can throw TJ Hawkinson in that same area, but with Kirk out, I don't I don't know yeah. which one of those two will have a rest of season. Just a little lower. Similar. Goddard's lower to me. I don't want him over either of those two guys. Yeah. Um, it's a toss-up between Hawkinson and Kincaid. I want to see how the Vikings react without Kirk Cousins. But those are the only three tight ends I would definitely want over Kincaid for the rest of the season. Are you so rest of up. season locking in Kincaid over Kittle? Yep, easily. Don't okay, I wouldn't cool. even wouldn't even sweat if someone offered me Kincaid for Kittle, I would accept that okay. without even blinking. So so let's say theoretically somebody had both in a dynasty league. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. You know, like except my friend or something. Are they your only two tight ends? Yes. The oh, problem is keeping it. You would keep Kincaid in the lineup over Kittle weekly. Yes. Yeah. The problem mm-hmm. is this friend happens to be a Bills fan, and they also happen to have Stefan Diggs in their lineup. Doesn't and Josh Allen. Me. Okay. Doesn't Hurt. bother me. I and James Cook and Gabe Davis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You, you got to look at it respectively. And you know I will always call you a Bills homer and think you 100%. are biased in a lot of your takes. And sometimes it happens. This one, I don't think you're there. Yeah. Um, I would be happy to start um, Jared Goff, Amon Ra, and whatever lines running back you want every single week. Yeah, I would and do Laporta. That. Yeah. And Laporta. You know, if I have yeah. all of them, I'm not shying away. Great yeah, you just trust the offense, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't bother me with Kincaid or Diggs. Both of them can have good weeks with that offense. There's enough yards to go around yeah, with yeah. Josh Allen, and they're all great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I agree, man. I'm st- I'm so stoked, man. And and I might get a jersey. That's the next conversation for me. Um, and I'll also say, I always ask you to point out which takes I'm biased in, and you never can. You just seem to think that I am. I'm just I think I'm not. No, you have your 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 shares. There was one um, player that I was lower than consensus on coming into the season on the Bills, and it was Damian Harrison. You know, he prior to the injury, he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. Everybody else has performed at or better than their ADP. I think James Cook is starting to fallen off a little bit, uh, at least fantasy production wise. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've actually taken him out of a couple lineups just based on a bit, a bit of volatility that I'm not and, loving. And listen, 
barring injury, I do think you were too high on Kincaid coming into the year. He he was hurting your teams for the first couple of weeks, and we're bailed out here. So I don't know, we're man. I kind of worse. I, we're I, I, the you're, worse. you're right. I will say I was pretty confident that I think we talked a lot about how I felt like he would be a second half of the year player. Um, but regardless, I it was slower than I wanted it to be, um, and Dang. also. The usage was infuriating early in the season, bro. The the flat the tight end flat routes just had to go. Yeah, I was. And I was listen, so we done talked with about Deontay Hardy being a just a non factor. Not quite a difference maker, um, like I hoped. Yeah. And who was even the other one? Trent. Trent was Shurfield. It Trent, Trent Shurfield haven't yeah. even heard his name come up no. once. Shocking. So there there are some takes that I do think you can be a little. You're you're just deep in the Bills history, man. That's yeah, it. I love them. It's I love okay. Them. Yeah, you know nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, hey, it's all good. I, I feel like we came to have a medium here. I'm, I, we can. <laughs> what's next? <laughs> all right, let's let's actually go ahead and move on to our next segment here. We're all gonna about skip it. the last player because I imagine he will come up at some point. Oh yes, sir. And we're gonna go a little, little buy low, sell high. Um, just some candidates that we're talking trades because it's that time of the year. You know, you're halfway through the season. A lot of people ride their teams out see like hey maybe i'm i'm one in three but i like my team i'm not trading anybody and then you go go two and five two two and six and all of a sudden you got to make some moves i'm in that boat currently i'm I'm dropping out of the playoff conversation as we speak so it's time to make some moves which means you got to make some trades and also if you're in fantasy football leagues stay active please make some trades even if even if you're just declining offers decline the offer do something Yeah, please. Um, You're so right, dude. And it's weird because, like, bro, it's it's a lot more frequent in Dino that I find people are active traders. Most of my redraft leagues are like, if there's a trade, it's it's like news. It's like the group chats text everybody's like, yo, there's a trade. It's like I don't like that. I I, I sent out like eight offers last night because I'm like, let's just ignite the league, you know. Um, but you're you're so right. Killer. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Um, so Zach, why don't you start us off at the quarterback position? Who who you like to buy low, sell high on? Can we just take a second and talk about how bad the quarterback position is this year? It's atrocious. I mean, it's ugly. normally it's it's kind of like the oh, if you don't have an elite guy, even then don't draft him, and then stream quarterbacks. That's terrible this year. It's I mean, not fun. Kirk's gone. Rogers was gone. You you basically have Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar, Mahomes. And I'm going to throw Justin Herbert in there because for fantasy purposes, he has been lights out this year. Really, like, great. <clears throat> Outside of those guys, I mean, are you happy with Tua every week? Eh. I mean, he when his boom weeks, he's been great. He's but had 20-plus weeks. weeks. He's had the floor weeks, you know? You're not always thrilled with him. And then really behind him, Joe Burrow, I'll take him now that he's healthy. Yeah. Just yeah, ridiculously. Yeah. Um but you're not happy really in. with anybody outside of that. So no, it's, you're it's right. tough. This is a tough conversation to have here because the quarterbacks are just slim pickings. If you have an elite quarterback, you're probably not moving on from them. Um, yeah. But let's grab a little conversation for trades here. If if you can make it happen, Joe Burrow would be the one for me. The buy low. Um, it's tough because I feel like that kind of shut last week. Yeah. He, he went off. He was so and, good. Just had one of the most dominant weeks of a quarterback this year. Yeah, he was special. I'm, I'm buying into that rest of season. I think he's back. He's going to be what he is, which is a top five quarterback in the NFL. If you're going to buy, 
wait until after this week because the Bills have been pretty good against quarterbacks. I'm just I I don't think it's gonna matter. I I think this I think you're those right. two together you are gonna be, be a shootout. You beat up on the 49ers. You're you're right actually. I would not be waiting. I think there's a good chance this Sunday night game goes into a shootout. Yeah, um, I think so too. It, it's budding into a kind of an AFC rivalry here. It is. And Sucks. I would not be shocked if he goes for 303, either one of those quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Oh, Josh Allen's got that shoulder injury. I hope he's all right. Yeah, um, I think he will be. I, he said I'm if there was a game Gilboro. yesterday, he would have played. Yeah, I would too. If, if I've got Tua, maybe I'm I'm shipping him off for Joe Burrow. Um, make a move if you can to get him. I do think rest of the season he's going to be just locked in, loaded, top top five, top three quarterback. I love it, man. I think it's a good buy low. I'm going to go a little lower for my buy low. Um, I'm going to – I'm not exactly scraping the bottom of the barrel, more like the side of the barrel, like the upper side of the barrel. This person, it, it, he's a very, very talented player. And in Dynasty, it would be a lot harder to get him because he's so young and he's so gifted. But C.J. Stroud in his last three games has really crashed back down to earth very quietly. Um, hasn't been a huge storyline. Uh, but the early season, you know – uh, he started out the year QB 22, 13, 12, and 10 in, in the first four weeks of the season. He had a 27 and a 28 and a 31-point game in three straight weeks. Um, but then he kind of tailed off a little bit, crashed back down to earth, QB 17, QB 12. By week, QB 23. So in a week where his highest game in the last four games was QB 12, and it was with a 17-point outing, this might be an opportunity to go out and grab CJ Stroud. And if you get him now, you might, the playoffs get dicey, but you're looking at Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver. Four out of those five teams are in the bottom tier against quarterbacks. So personally, I actually was looking at Stroud as a sell high initially, because I feel like his name still carries a little bit of weight. Um, and in dynasty, I mean, I wouldn't sell anyway, because, having a, a QB, a potential QB one for years is just not something you should part with. But that being said, when I did the research, his numbers of late have looked uglier than I thought and his schedule upcoming looks better than I thought. So he turned into a buy for me just upon doing my research. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, yeah. I think he's a bit more of a dynasty buy for me than a redraft buy. Even, even at his peak this season for redraft, he he hasn't really cracked that top twelve. Yeah, back at I, I QB want, one. I want my quarterback to be able to be top five. Yeah, at some point in time, that's been my biggest frustration with Trevor Lawrence. He's he's Mister Fifteen Points right now. That's Every tough. week he gets fifteen points. It's not hurting me, but it's not winning me any games. He'll probably still he's be just, a QB one on the year. It's just not going to yeah, look just, good. Just just by getting fifteen points every week, he'll be yeah. he'll be a QB one. Philip Rivers used to do that. That used to be how he made his hay. And it, it is frustrating. I do worry a little bit about that with CJ Stroud. He hasn't really flashed the uh, the huge ceiling yet. It could be in store. Very well think it is with his talent. Um, but I'm a little more in on Dynasty. I don't really have a trade-away quarterback for you. Um, maybe Sam Howell. But I do think he can keep up kind of the pace he's on. Maybe not top eight quarterback, but they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. Um, but the other two quarterbacks I think I would be heavily targeting if you need is uh Dak Prescott I think is the a good bet to be a late season riser. Hell yeah. They have had such a weird run so far of the year of games where they're they either they're either up by 40 or they're down by like 20 in a slugfest. Yeah. Uh and they have just 
one of the easiest schedules for quarterbacks coming up. Um, there's going to be a lot of barn burners. They should be able to have some real games. I think he will be just a great player rest of season. And then after that, I'm going to kind of go in the same same boat here. This one's going to be dirty, dog. If someone's dropped Deshaun Watson, uh, he, he might be worth picking I up. just can't do it. We've I seen too much at this point for we've, me. We've seen a lot so far in the year, but I and feel it's like what it's been I, a little misleading. But I feel I like it's what we saw little, last year. I feel like he, he he I feel like he's cooked. I feel like he sucks. I I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I want to. Don't don't you worry. I will be waiting to throw in the towel. He's but been We saw him for three healthy weeks and he yeah. was QB five, QB twenty seven, QB ten. You, when you're talking just fantasy, let's let's put aside whether he looked good or not through these games. For fantasy, that's that's a quarterback you want to have on your team. Against yeah. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee, who are all solid against quarterbacks. If he comes back healthy off of the shoulder injury, which is a big is important. It's been weird. Yeah. Um, and he looked bad when he came back. He Super should not weird. have played that game. Weird vibes. Yeah. But this week he's got Arizona. If he does play, I don't think he will. And the next week, he's got Baltimore. Brutal. I don't want any part of either of those games, really. But then you've got Pittsburgh, Denver, Rams, Jacksonville, Chicago, Houston to ride you into the playoffs. Every single one of those teams is bottom half schedule adjusted against quarterbacks. That's that's a cakewalk. He doesn't have Nick Chubb to rely on anymore. They are yeah. throwing the ball more. We've seen P.J. Walker kind of sling it around he's got good options if and you might be able to just pick him up he's got that rushing floor too i do think listen at the beginning of the season he was a top 10 quarterback twice of the three games even when he looked bad i i think it's partial just like a visual bias of we do not like deshaun watson it's we definitely don't possible want him to succeed yeah. but if you are if you are in the bear like you lost Kirk cousins this last week and the best quarterback on your waivers is mac jones or you can go get a hurt Deshaun Watson and wait two weeks. I'm doing that. I'm not gonna ride Mac Jones or or Derek Carr the rest of my season if I can take the shot at someone who can finish as a top five quarterback each yeah. week. You know I'm all in on the Derek Carr side of that, but you know I digress. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate the 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 process. I mean your process is sound. Uh, my money's just elsewhere. If I had to sell a high quarterback, it would be Jordan Love. Um, I don't care if his schedule is all green against quarterbacks. I think that the Packers are are cooked. They look atrocious. And he always puts up good fantasy numbers in those games. But the chickens will come home to roost, in my opinion, when it comes to Jordan Love. Um, QB3, QB16, QB6, QB12, 1 QB24, QB12, QB18. That is a guy you can sell. That is 100% a guy you can convince your league mate who doesn't watch the games that Jordan Love is this great quarterback and then get him the hell off your team. Um, I have him in Dynasty. I will probably – I know my Dynasty league mates are 100% listening to this podcast, so this is unfortunate, but I might be sending out some some Jordan Love trade offers tonight. Just send it out tonight before the show goes up. Yeah, so that's a good idea. I have a very small window of time, but I'm doing it. I will do it. Yeah, you know I'm on board with that. After the first three weeks of the season, I remember we talked about Jordan Love, and you were like, hey, maybe it's happening. Maybe he's the guy. And I was not there because no. I was trusting <laughs> I was trusting my eyes to tell me that he was a bad quarterback. Yeah, you were. And you were right, honestly. And you, you told me that prior to the season. Um, and I, I felt 
like a victory lap was in, incoming. And I feel like we might have flipped trajectories here. Now, I, I, the Packers just look objectively bad. Like they look, they they look bad. Yeah, and I I do think there there's been rumblings about them moving on from Jordan Love after this year, and I'm happy they didn't sign him to a long term extension because I think that's the right move is to smart. move on. Uh, let's move to the running back position, the most yes, important position in all of fantasy sports, because there aren't enough of them. Um, <laughs> so one buy, one sell. What you got for me? Well, it's a little tougher the running back position because. I feel like, like I said, when we talk sell high, there has to be a high, right? Um, so I could go the, with the lowest hanging fruit of all time, but how I was going to say Zach Moss, but how can you really package Zach Moss right now? How, who's buying, you know? Um, so I don't really feel like there's much there. If you could sell somebody on the promise that he had a season long role, so be it. But um, as opposed to my traditional earlier of the day, bottom of the barrel, I think the flip side of bottom of the barrel when you're going sell is the top of the barrel, right? Like selling the guy you don't want to sell, selling the guy who you're like, no, please let me keep him. Because I sold high. The creme of the barrel. Literally, the, the peak barrel. And I told, I've told i made a point on the show that I had to sell the RB1 in dynasty, or in, in fantasy, Raheem Mostert. And uh, I, I hated it. I'm not going to say it looks like a good decision because he's it still good. It looked great for a second, and then it looked bad right after. <laughs> I mean, it's still I'm still really happy that I have the draft picks that I have, and, and I think his value was higher then prior to HN's breakout and, um, you know, Jeff Wilson coming back. But I'm going to make another really, really hard call, and I'm going to say that you should sell high on DeAndre Swift. Um, and I hate it because he's so talented and – He's on my dynasty team and he's really good and he's a great player, but Philly, I don't know if if this same thing is happening to you, but the eye test does not give me the same comfort that the numbers do. And I think that matters. And I think we're looking at a similar situation, not in stature or quality, but we're looking at sort of a Jordan love situation where I think the numbers are lying a little bit. And Deandre Swift has cooled off from that, you know, 200 yard game that he had early in the season we're looking at rb 13 11 11 13 25 15 so the numbers are getting higher as we're going which we don't want or i guess lower technically if we're going by rankings he's got dallas by week kansas city buffalo san francisco dallas seattle prior to an incredible um stretch in the playoffs uh, of giants and cardinals at week 16 and 17 so if you hold the bag, you will be rewarded probably at the end of the season, but you're holding you're holding strong through a long and painful matchup of red teams and teams that are good against the run or games that profile as shootouts that probably won't be favorable to the DeAndre Swift game script. The game Swift, if you will. That was horrible. I apologize. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I would sell high on DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, bad. Um. That's tough. He's the RB5 on the year, which is almost shocking information. He's just been consistent, you know, never yeah. really less than 10 points. I, I would have a hard time selling him myself. And it, it's a tough call. I mean, I, I appreciate you going with your gut. Um, Sucks. I, I think I'll stand on the other side. Philly's O-line is just so good that I'm not really worried about the matchups. And that playoff stretch kind of has league winner written on it, um, it which is a term I hate using, by the way, because... I don't know if you saw my tweet out that we should never use that term until 
the last three weeks of the season because it, it you're, they're not a league winner if they're great for 12 weeks and then never do anything again. That's when your league is won. You're not winning the league. I, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I Because t- I, I, Cordero Patterson was a league winner that one year, but then he fizzled out in the playoffs and cost and yeah, sent everybody home. League. Yeah. You know, I want right. that player who's got a three-game dominant stretch at the end. Um, and that's kind of what I see with Swift is like it, if you're if you're already seven and one and six and one, which or sorry, why did I say six and one? Seven one six two. You might be because you have Swift on your roster. I, I'm probably just holding, even if it's going to be kind of murky in those weeks. If you have a good shot at the playoffs already, because you might get that ticket for those last three games. But if you are where I'm at, where it's like two and five, three and I'm not, my, I can't math today. Uh, two and six, three and five. I I, I mind it less. I'm a, I'm on the other side. Yeah. I'm okay with it then. Yeah. yeah. Got to liquidate at some point. All right. Well, what's your trade for then? Who are you? Who are you looking? If you're moving Swift, you got to move him for somebody. You're trying to upgrade. What What are you looking at? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I you mentioned you teased a name. Uh, oh no. The, I don't remember. Was the name you teased? We're gonna expose the bathrobe here. That's actually an Australian slang that I learned from Adrian Revito. Um, we're gonna expose the bathrobe here. Was your teaser name Jonathan Taylor or was it Brees Hall? Uh, Brees Hall. But okay, then you, I won't talk about Brees means, Hall. Go ahead and take whoever you want. I, I no, please. I just I just done. rambled on about DeAndre Swift. I will I will pivot because I also think there's another buy, and I think this is a buy that's gonna be easier. And I've been saying this all year. Because I'm so in on the talent and I'm so in on the role. But by Saquon Barkley, people, I understand that the Giants are so icky and gross and disgusting. And it hasn't looked the best. But look, in his games, he has finished no lower than the RB32 in that week one debacle against the Cowboys. We're looking at RB5, RB17, RB9, and RB12. His schedule is not overwhelmingly favorable. So that might be the one thing. That might be why you could get him. Because you might be able to say... Hey, get out from under Saquon. So I'm saying buy low because I think the promise of Saquon not being an RB1 rest of season is there. And you could probably, in my opinion, swindle somebody because I think he's matchup proof. I really do. I believe it. He look at his look at his game log. No, no lower than RB32 in a game that was never competitive. Uh 26 points, 13 points, 19 points, 17 points. I personally think Saquon Barkley. I think his talent is always going to win out. And I think the Giants have no other way to beat you. I think they've proven to be almost unwatchable and un like they're, they don't look like a competing NFL team right now. And I think that that really helps the case, given that I know Dimes is coming back, which unfortunately some of Saquon's worst weeks were with Dimes. He did have an RB5 game with Dimes in at QB, but um, during that three game stretch, it was all Tyrod. Um, but Personally, I'm not afraid of the, of the red and orange on the matchup slate. I think Saquon is. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win leagues. Personally, I know. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna tell you not to go get Saquon, but I'll take Swift over Saquon for the rest of this year. I I do think I'd rather have Swift on my team, um, whether it be that playoff stretch. Saquon's matchups coming up are fine. And after his bye, you got Green Bay, and you got your your playoff stretches. New Orleans, fourth best against the run. Philly, the best against the run. And the Rams, who are seventh best against the run. That worries me. And at this point in the year, I'm looking for the playoffs. So I prefer Swift. Yeah. But I do think if you can move someone like Mixon 
for yeah. Barkley, I'm I'm in on that. James yeah. Cook, sell him for someone for Barkley. Yeah, right. You're you're making good moves here. Um, I, I Part do of think it is he's just, still going to be a back end one for the year. It's just a value proposition, right? It's not just um, in a vacuum who we prefer. It's also like, can we capitalize on that perceived value of Swift and get more? than if we just you know or can we go out and get saquon for less it's like it's all about positioning here this isn't i you know it is definitely like i said i am going for bold ones you know i'm not going to tell you to go buy Brees hall even though i wanted to because zach is going to because he's so great Brees hall would probably have been the, the slam dunk but i i like getting i like getting weird i like getting deeper no i don't mind it and i think uh i don't know if Saquon Barkley is necessarily a deep cut, but yeah, I, know, I, right? uh, I do it, it appreciate feels like that it sentiment. Year. It feels like yeah, it. it does a little bit. He's 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 been banged up. That Giants team's been bad. Um, yeah. I'll move through mine pretty quick here. I have a couple I want to highlight. Um, first, I'm going to start with the trade away, which for me is Jameer Gibbs. And take this with a grain of salt because don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not trying to get rid of Jameer Gibbs. I want to get rid of Jameer Gibbs for a workhorse back if you can sell his he's the rb1 of the last two weeks he's looking dominant he's looking like that top 12 pick i don't think he's getting 30 touches a game for the rest of the season they have a beautiful strength of schedule for the end of the year too i mean the lions they're facing bottom tier run defense all the way up to week 16 jameer gibbs is going to be good he's he's going to be good for the rest of the year don't hear what i'm not saying there but if you can move gibbs plus maybe someone who needs a wide receiver, add Gibbs in a wide receiver 2-3, go get Christian McCaffrey, go get Austin Eckler, go get Brees Hall. Those are three guys that I would rather have on my team than Jameer Gibbs for the rest of the season, who also have just phenomenal matchups from here to the end of the year. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is the RB1. I want him. Eckler, cakewalk of a schedule. Brees Hall is, is... just on path to be a ridiculous tear those are three guys that are guaranteed no matter the game script you're up they're running the ball you're down they're receiving the ball i think they'll be a little less volatile than jameer gives with the same amount of ceiling if you can make a move like that this week i'm in i would like to sell jameer gibbs for something like that the list probably ends at those guys though i want a top five travis Etienne would probably be another name i'd throw into that book too yeah um that would be the type of move when I say sell Jameer Gibbs. That's that's like what I mean by a sell high. If you can turn him into a titan at the position of Top Christian player, McCaffrey, yeah. I'm interested in doing that. Yeah, I like it. And I, I, I hate it because I love Gibbs, but I like it because your process is sound. And again, value proposition. It's all about moving up the board, man. And, and I, the name I thought of was Eckler. And I almost don't think you need to throw anything in. I almost don't think you need to. You could probably get him one for one. I think you could. It'd probably be pretty easy. You might even be able to finagle a decent upgrade, depending on the Eckler manager in league you're in. Um, So that's that's my one big sell high. He's he's the only name that really flashed out at me that I was like, if I can make this move, I'm making this move. Um, Yeah, and tell us why we should buy Brees, and then we'll do uh, receivers quick, and then we'll wrap this sucker up. With some, yep. yeah, Brees Hall. I mean, since he's come back from the first four games, he's been just absolutely dominant. 
Uh, they, they clearly don't care about Dalvin Cook. He got two touches last week, even after the complaints. Tough. Uh, his next three matchups are beautiful for running backs, and then it's just kind of middle of the pack. Really, this team just needs to rely on him. He's an excellent running back. I think he can finish top five in the year. He gets it done in the air, as you've seen. He gets it done on the ground. Uh, there are very few running backs that are true workhorses, and they're proving to make Brees Hall one of them. So I think he got the huge ceiling rest of the year. Um, I'm going to do two quick buy lows to, to just throw in my roster that aren't those massive guys. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, sure, whatever. Um, but, but a true, true buy low here, I think Jerome Ford is a good candidate. Mm, love um, that. He, he's been a little banged up. You know, we've seen Kareem Hunt come in, take like four touchdowns in straight couple weeks. Uh, but I think we saw that Jerome Ford was the better running back when he was healthy. They featured him and the Browns have a really nice schedule coming up for running backs, especially in the playoffs too. I think he will get back involved as he gets healthier. And I think you can buy him for, for very, very cheap on the, on the list there. So I do like buying, um, Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. Yeah. I yeah, do like, I like Jerome it. Ford at this point if you need it. So yeah, I'm in there. I, I will give you my receivers quick. I got to buy low on T Higgins. Um, he's been atrocious and scary and it's not pretty at all. If you look at his, what he's done this year, but Burrow's back. The streets are saying Higgins is back. Um, he finally cracked the top 42 of wide receivers last week, which is nauseating to even think about because a lot of people spent second and third round picks on him, not us. And we told you not to. Um, but that being said, this is your, this is your buy opportunity. He has a couple of tough matchups, Buffalo, Houston, Baltimore, before he opens up the skies, the heavens are parting for a stretch of weeks, 12 through 16 of Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Vikings and Steelers before championship weekend against the chiefs, which Profiles to be a shootout, regardless of how good they are against receivers right now. Um, so that's my buy low. And then if I had to sell high, I hate saying this. I don't want to say it, but I'd probably package Jacoby Myers amazing early stretch of the season and sell him. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to support two wide receivers. Um, and uh, Devontae Adams is absolutely going to get his targets. So I think Jacoby is probably a sell, unfortunately. As much as I love what he's done this year, I've been very in on him. I think he's probably, I think that ship is probably sailing. Yeah, I have the same concerns with Myers. Um, so I'm in there. Uh, by lows for me, I guess. I don't know if you can anymore, um, but CD Lamb would be the screaming one for me if you're going to try and move for an elite guy. Yeah, it would uh, be tough. Right now, after that game. Now. Should Might have, have to wait for a bad game. Yeah, yeah, wait for a bad game. Wait for a bad game. Uh, yeah. But if you can move, a, let's say, like a Keenan Allen in, yeah. in a trade for him or um, maybe like a Chris Olave who's been underperforming, Jalen Waddle, I don't know, move yeah, something. Olave scared I me. think. Is that is that I, a return in a row? I've still got confidence in Olave. I'm not panicking yet. Um, okay. I think CeeDee CD Lamb is a top three wide receiver the rest of the season. He's He should just be on a tear. Um and then Brandon Ayuk. I don't think he's being seen as a wide receiver one necessarily for fantasy. I think he can still finish as that and has a cakewalk of a schedule moving forward and they need him to succeed. So I'd be looking to buy both of those guys on that. Obviously, those are two kind of top of the barrel guys, um, but nonetheless. And then sell high. Um, for me, That's it's a tough category, man, because there's not a lot of people you want to sell high. I know um, if they're high, they're high for a reason. I get it. It's it's you gotta. It's tough. 
But I do think I'm probably moving away from DeAndre Hopkins after this week. Mm. I I don't necessarily have the the full faith in Will Levis that yeah. people do. So yeah. I don't mind. We gotta hope for a good off. game tonight. The streets are gonna get this after the game. So if DeAndre has a great game tonight, then you guys know what to do. Start yeah, start your offers you this weekend. For him. If he has a bad game tonight, maybe hold the bag until another good one because they'll come. The spike weeks will come. Levis is that kind of player. He's extremely gunslinger-esque. But, Zach, we did it. Another day in the we coffee shop, man. How you feel? No tight ends today. We'll, we'll, we'll get some buy loads on tight ends next Hell week. Hell, yeah. I feel good, man. Happy to be here with you and excited for some Thursday night football tonight. So, yeah, appreciate same, you man. Here, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. This has been phenomenal, bro. I really appreciate it as always. Thank you for everybody who listened. Congrats to the Rangers on winning the World Series. This is a sports podcast, but we don't really care about baseball. I'm so sorry if you do. Um, congrats to the Rangers. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, b- basketball has been cool. Looking forward to getting into some more NBA content, hopefully next week. Let's do it. Follow Let's us on it. YouTube, socials, both of us there. You can find our podcast anywhere you listen to it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.